Hey, hey, hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Film Pigs Podcast. We're the Film Pigs Podcast. We're a show all about the movies for your ear holes. Only do not watch this. <laughs> Please your, do not. I'm your host, Steve Skelton. I'm here with fellow film pig, Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, everybody. And another fellow film pig, Stephen Falk. My name is Stephen Falk. Hey, uh, <laughs> Thanks for uh, uh, thanks for tuning in, and let's get things rolling. I like "Don't Watch This" is our new tagline. What? I like "Don't Watch This" <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. Like well, that uh, music was movie news time, and that's where oh. we take a look at um, only the latest and greatest and uh, currently breaking pieces of movie news in the movie industry, mm. and we bring it to you. Todd, do you have a piece of movie news for us? Well, it was all over the uh, social medias today that... you And you are, if anything, you are about the social media. I love social media and uh, talking to people on social media and learning about people's politics on social media and learning also uh, that they're going ahead and making Indiana Jones 5. It's to be released in 2019. Uh, Harrison Ford will be playing um, a 76-year-old Indiana Jones, and uh, Spielberg will uh, be a director. No word on who's writing or what the story is. Only, as far as what I saw, only Spielberg and... Because uh, it's the Disney property now. It's not... I think Disney right. has Indiana Jones as well as yeah, Star they bought, Wars. Yeah, they bought So, uh, no Lucas from what I... That's actually what, not uh, a, a, a stroke against it. No, it's not bad news. If anything, that's hopeful. Stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Falk, do you have some movie news for yeah, us? Yeah, I knew... I, I knew um, my news organization is never picked first, so I didn't pick Indy. I just I said, well, I'm not going to get picked first. I, <laughs> I never get picked first. Oh, geez. I didn't know that. Well, I'm just well, going, next, I'm time, just going uh, next time we'll pick no, you first. That's not true. Wow, this is already getting like really uncomfortable. Yeah. Look, Gary Marshall <laughs> was put on trial last podcast. He was. I believe he was found guilty. <laughs> yeah, and he was told to just like live, live his life. You know? Stay in Toluca Lake. Yeah. Stay in Toluca Lake, do, do theater at the Falcon. Don't 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 fuck with us anymore. Well, today he fucked with us. Oh no! Oh no! He announced he's um, working on Princess Diaries three with Anne Hathaway. Oh come on! Uh, quote: I was with Anne, I was with Anne Hathaway <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It do- looks like we want to do Princess Diaries three in Manhattan. <laughs> How did we get the exclusive audio? Of Marshall, Gary Marshall tells people. I don't know. And Hathaway is very pregnant, so we have to wait until she has a baby, and then I think we're going to do it. <laughs> He's 83. Dude, you were just sentenced. I say throw the book at him, um, but don't throw one of the Princess Diaries books, because he might try to direct it. He might try to catch it and yeah, turn it, it is, into a it, film. It is senility. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little piece of movie news, and it's really just more of an observation, but because uh, there's still some people out there that... You know, some weirdos that have some problems with that new Star Wars movie still. Uh-huh. And I would just uh, tell them, uh, Google John Boyega delivers Star Wars toys to children at a London hospital. And if after seeing the pure joy on those children's faces, you still have any issues with the new Star Wars movie, go fuck yourself. Why? What are their issues with the new Star Wars? It's movie? just everything. I mean, well, way back in it when it started was the Black Stormtrooper brouhaha. Oh, and oh. You, that's just dumb. So. It's about ethics and video Hey, did you hear about that uh, that horse named Jupiter? Who, no, what who, about the horse named who, Jupiter? A, a Furious Eight 
the new Fast Furious movie. Yeah. They're shooting it over in Iceland. And yeah. they have built they, a they built a fake a fake iceberg and winds picked up and pulled a piece of the set off and it flew into a horse <laughs> in, the, in the like land next door to where they were shooting and killed the horse. So they killed a horse. They killed a horse. Yeah. With a piece of fake iceberg. That's not the first horse Vin Diesel's killed. <laughs> uh, that's, thank you guys. That was our that was our movie news. Burn, Hollywood, burn. All right, well, that music uh, says it's time for our main discussion. And our uh, main discussion uh, this episode is fantasy movies, mm. sword and sorcery flicks. And oh, I thought you meant like porn. No, see, that's, again... Uh, uh, this is why I feel. I thought like, we were going to talk this, mostly about babysitter porn. Yeah, this is why uh, I, a fake agent. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> I feel the need to uh, clarify from uh, using a, a quote from Wikipedia about not, the genre. Not, not brother sister. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when I'm saying when I say Girl fantasy, fucks her not daddy. <laughs> when I say fantasy movies, so I mean uh, a genre of fiction that uses magic or other supernatural elements as a main plot element, theme, or setting. Many works within the genre take place in imaginary worlds where magic and magical creatures are common. In popular culture, the fantasy genre is predominantly of the medievalist form, dark agey uh, style uh, knights and kings and, and whatnot. Mm, okay. um, but we'll see. It's not necessarily that common in Isn't film. Isn't there like dragons and stuff? Yes. That's why I said magic and supernatural elements. Why aren't you or listening? Like, like Ian McShane said, it's just tits, <laughs> tits and, and dragons. dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's tits and dragons. I probably could have just said that. Yeah. So um, just uh, throughout throughout Hollywood history, I have a, a quick list. It's by no means complete. Is Ian McShane in Game of Thrones now? He's, gonna, he's yeah. doing like a guest spot. Oh, nice. That's where that came out of. Um, but uh, uh, just a, a quick list, and we can talk about these movies or uh, any others that pop up. But uh, 1940s, Thief of Baghdad, 59, Hercules Unchained, Hercules. Hercules. Uh, uh, 63, Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, uh, what's his face? Harryhausen. Harry yep. Harryhausen, yeah. Uh, 63, The Sword and the Stone, 81, Clash of the Titans, 81, Dragon Slayer, 81, Excalibur, 82, uh, Conan the Barbarian, Neverending Story, Lady Hawk, Legend, Highlander, uh, The Princess Bride, Willow, Dragonheart, Cull the Conqueror, Car- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? That's... I don't know. I can't remember. Was there magic in that, or was it? I don't think there's uh, magic. That's just like uh, yeah, just just robins. Yeah, so that wouldn't. What about uh, what like the 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 dark crystal? Does that count? Yeah, yeah. It's just not necessarily on the list, but we can talk about that. So, but it's like uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons from two thousand. The Harry Potter franchise, Lord of the Rings franchise, Shrek. Pirates of the Caribbean are fantasy movies, but sure. not medieval based, but pirate based. But the sea, or, or sea monsters, based. yeah. <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle, Pan's Labyrinth, How to Train Your Dragon movies, Snow White and the Huntsman, and then you get what about like the Brave. What's the... Oh, Brave. Oh, yeah, because that's got brave. magic in it. Yeah, so that'd be she fantasy. turns a yeah. fucking mom into yeah. a dragon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Into a bear. I thought magic. she was a bear. Oh, bear. Well, Whatever the fuck. but still, it's turned her mom into a bear. It'd be fantasy. better if she turned her mom into a and dragon. Then movies, and then movies are awesome. Uh, you know, uh, what about often, cars? Not cars. Oh. Uh, genre blurring movies that kind of blend fantasy with sci-fi, like uh, Wizard of Oz is one half yeah. pure magic and the other half almost kind of steampunkish with the wizard. Oh yeah, um, that's a good uh, point. Kind of get him. Uh, Crawl has got a lot of sci-fi elements. Sure. Since fantasy, I come in peace, yeah. starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yes. The Hellboy movies. What about what about um what about Night Arrows? Oh, time, uh, t- timeline. That's a sci. That's a sci-fi movie. It's not magic. Fuck. 
Yeah, it's pure sci-fi. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, they don't Masters go back of the and, universe. Yeah. But like the Star Masters Wars movies, of the Star Wars movies, you could all you could kind of say Is are fantasy because they're yeah, yeah, He Man and the Masters. Yeah. yeah. What, what about Flash Gordon? The Dolph Lundgren. No, that's science fiction. But there's magic. No, yeah, it's that's not a good really one. magic. But what about Ice Pirates? Those are science fiction movies. But there's elements of there's like supernatural well, creatures but, but and shit. But but they, they can they some I mean they will blend metal? a little bit heavy sometimes. Metal. Heavy metal. Heavy metal is a blend because some of it is pure sci-fi and some of it is pure fantasy. But Star Wars is more forth. fantasy than sci-fi, I would say. Even though it's like yeah. a space opera. It uses more... it uses a sci-fi anyway, setting, yes, but it treats everything in it as, a fan, as magic. It's going to be overlap. So, but we're talking mostly like the the pure sword and sorcery. Nonsense. Tits and dragons. Tits and dragons is what we're after, you guys. So I, I just got a, a you know a few questions like, what's the first thing a tits and dragons fantasy movie usually does wrong right out of the gate? It doesn't cast a bald Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, late, speaking of Matthews, wasn't Broderick in Lady Hawk? Yeah, Broderick was yeah. in Lady Hawk. He killed a, a lady in Ireland. The, that's true. The, was that during Lady Hawk? No. Oh. I think it was post Lady Hawk. Um, uh, what did they do wrong? I would say they don't get made enough. I like those movies. The Swords and Sorcerers? Yeah. You like Lord of the Rings movies? No, I don't like those. But you like Sword and Sorcery. Like, well, what, which yeah, ones like do you the, like? What which yeah. ones names? Well, the first R-rated movie I ever saw was Excalibur. Right, oh, yeah. nine, as I just learned. <laughs> I didn't know when it came out, so I saw Teddy's when I was nine. Um, they they capture a childlike um, um, sense of wonder and imagination. Sure. That I like. Uh, what they do wrong? Well, now I think they they employ too much CGI. Uh, yeah, and that and it and it takes away from the, well, my whole fucking thing about it, I just think CGI tr- uh, tr- um, uh, doesn't hit the brain in the same place that yeah that practical. I think that's do. a good when point. It's well, I, no, I think I think that's a good point because if you actually look at the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies, yeah. the orcs in the Lord of the Rings movies, a lot more of them are practical, are actual people in costume like, and makeup. Yeah. And they're mostly all CGI in the Hobbit movies. Like, and wasn't there a Jeff Bridges movie um, recently that had been delayed for a long time? Seven Sun. Yeah, was that was that fantasy? Yeah, that was yeah. a fantasy show. Yeah, yeah, it just looked like garbage CGI movie. Well, in the like last Witch Hunter movie. would be fantasy. Yeah, and Hansel yeah. and Gretel, Hansel, Gretel, Gretel Witch, Witch Hunters. Hunters. Just yeah. they just look like violent CGI. Uh, uh, kung fu movies <laughs> and not like a, a, a steeped in a mythology that captures the childlike brain i mean i mean you know D. I, i'm not a, i'm not a successful nerd but i try to be but i found some of those things just like really captivating yeah like um, and I, I don't get you don't get that very much well i think yeah i mean when fantasy works really well it's when it's it's when it's mining uh Mythology, real mythology, for its a lot of its themes and its structure and its background and building its world out of that. Sure. And I think my biggest problem with fantasy films is pacing. Yeah. I think a lot of them tend to be slow. I mean, Lord of the Rings obviously takes a lot of time, but I feel like the Harry Potter movies, for the most well. part, are pretty slow. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. It, uh, well, it, but is that does that also speak to like it seems like in the last ten years or so, like movies, 
like studio pictures are kind of encouraged to run over two hours long for some sense of value. Well, yeah, and versus... I've mentioned this before, but I feel like there's like it's because there's so many uh, rules about structure and writing in Hollywood that they separate character development from the action a lot of times. So you have a movie like The Hobbit, The fir- the Hobbit, uh, what was the first one called? Not not Lord of the Rings, The, the Hobbit. It was a Hobbit, the, uh, 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 an unexpected, unexpected journey. journey. So you got an hour. Too, too boredom. You got an hour before anyone goes on any journey. To sleep. Didn't yeah. you sleep during it's, that? It's just, uh, yeah, it's like Bilbo receives the trolls and they have a dinner party and they that throw sounds, dishes that around. Sounds like you received them in his butt. <laughs> I w- if that had happened. Wait, what's the, so what's the difference between sci-fi and fantasy? Well, fantasy is, is uses magic, basically. Sci-fi in, uses scientific basis to verts extract. But that question is because those genres have been so wildly blurred yeah. by the popularity yeah. of Star Wars, really. But, but but also, I mean, like... And like, Ice Pirates. Like, really, like, super advanced science fiction can seem magical. Well, and all, yeah. Well, that's true. So, and also, super sci-fi can, see, yeah, can feel fantasy-based. I mean, that's, feel, the, that's the Arthur C. Clarke quote. Can feel wish quote, fulfillment. I mean, to paraphrase him, but he's said any sufficiently advanced technology should appear as to be magic, should seem like it's magic. Like iRobot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like iRobot. Yeah, except like intellectually, you can say to yourself, "I can imagine a world with a bunch of robots," as opposed to right. "I can imagine a world with a, bunch, a of bunch of dragons and Jesus flying on a unicorn." That right. doesn't seem as plausible as robots, I guess. So, is well, like that one of maybe those the cat difference? kitties yeah. on, a, on, a, on a Moog synthesizer with a bunch of like lizards <laughs> behind them? Yeah. Is that fantasy? That's a. Great, I want to live in that world. I want to watch that. I'm greenlighting this picture. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, yeah, but I mean, fan, yeah, fantasy is like pure, pure magic where the power that's used to, uh, you know, do whatever the feats are, you don't need to explain it. You don't have yeah. to explain right. how the powers work. It's just there. It's just works. Was Goonies fantasy? No, that was just a goofy adventure. Because there was no, there was no magic. Well, what about yeah, the, there, there was at the end. There was, yeah, at the end there the was ship. a fucking ship. Yeah, the but, ship. but wasn't the that just a big Rube Goldberg machine that set the ship? That's going? true. That's a good I guess, point. Yeah, it was more Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, it was. Although more. But Indiana magic. Jones is is more fantasy, so was Indy, Indy fantasy, fantasy adventure, adventure fantasy. Yeah, but no, it's a good, it's a good distinction though yeah. because it, you know at the end in the third act People's of me- Indiana is melted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas like, no, Goonies, no, no, that's definitely a fantasy based yeah. kind of power because you're like, well, it's the power of God, but came out of the well, ark. We don't know the Goonies. They just fantasy movie of all time. They yeah, just well. set the machine going, so the ship left yeah. the the, mm, uh, the right. bay. But it, but it was like a ghost. I mean, yeah, but it like they saw the bodies of the dead pirates, and they and Skelton's yeah, right. I think it was the like a machine the that made they the made the trap. Yeah, to set the ship free. So it's all. I maybe it like I mean it's it's dumb it doesn't make any sense maybe it's implausible but, uh, but, <laughs> but it's more realistically implausible than dragons all right, okay okay all right. I'm starting to get it it is though there is like it, you know it's like growing up working in video stores I was always like why is like Blade Runner next to yeah. you yeah. know Lady Hawk why Rain are they in fire. the same yeah. section but Reign of Fire is interesting because it's taking the fantasy trope of the fire breathing dragon and giving it a science fiction pseudo plausibility right. explanation because it's, it's a, a dystopian dinosaur future yeah. Movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's a di- but the dragon was an actual dinosaur. It was an actual dinosaur of a but it's, story. It's a awakened. dystopian future yeah. movie. Yeah, it's more sure. sci-fi dystopian. Yeah, but the movie starts in uh, ostensibly in 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 current times yeah, yeah. and they awaken yeah. a right. dragon through mining, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, which is why we fracking's bad. Yeah, you shouldn't frack. You could wave up a dragon. Yeah, you know, we don't want that. Yeah, and then so, burn our crops. Okay, so so what do you guys think is critical in making a fantasy movie believable to a general audience, Tits. as opposed to just the you know super hardcore? <laughs> Tits. He's a, he only trucks in R-rated fantasy films. Um, what makes it believable? Believable, or I don't know if it's a, like maintaining a suspension of di- making it easy well, to suspend I mean, your taking, disbelief taking the fantastic fantasy elements and presenting you know what do you do you have to have to a well-crafted story yeah. i think you it's have a, have, yeah you have have compelling characters uh, and the mythology has to be solid you the mytho- mytho- yeah absolutely yeah. like if you think of harry potter they were archetypal characters mm-hmm. but rendered and cast really well um it was a wish fulfillment um scenario yeah I think the idea that we're all, I think it tapped into a, a very childlike um, desire to think our, that we were meant for greater and that our family is not actually our family. <laughs> um, no, I do. I think that that's, and it you know, tapped into a very, very. I think, I think we all have that wish. Don't very sure. binary good and evil, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and, t- and it has to hook into a part of your childish imagination that delight delights in in um in that that those kind of um flights of fancy. Yeah. But how do, how does that apply to like, you know, the the kind of, you know, we're getting out of movies right now, but the the, you know, the the fantasy of the moment, the Game of Thrones, which is very you know, blurred lines in terms of good and evil and I think that hits hits on a um a sort of a, a history um, nerd part of the brain mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people have. You know, that's why war shit is so popular. Yeah, because it's and, similar you know, to. So they're combining like real history, a real feeling of history with fantasy I think, elements. Yeah, and I think like sort feeling, of imagining. I mean, the whole opening, which is now ballooned to what, three minutes or something, is yeah. a map yeah. and territories yeah. and clans. Yeah. And that is a, that is the oldest story. Well, I kind of like I'm getting ahead of myself for tribalism. The, you know, my, you know right, I mean? right. my my closing my closing bit, but okay. a lot of fantasy is about epicness. Yeah. And scale. Right. Sure. And I the mean, world being so absolutely. Huge. I don't know about Game I mean, of Shakespeare is 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 the original fantasy. Yeah, sure. Like Tempest, not the original, but, but Tempest. That's the, fantasy. The god stuff. Yeah. The Greeks. Oh, yeah, are, are yeah. more original, yeah. but sure. A little, yeah. A little, I mean, little I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to check your dates. I'll check earlier. your dates on that. But that, but but actually, that's a, another interesting distinction. Though, Midsummer Night's Dream. It, it, yeah, the, in that, uh, when you're talking about Shakespeare, I mean Shakespeare was writing these plays as works of fiction, whereas the Greek gods at a time were taken as that was a reality. The same way people look at Jesus and all that stuff now right i mean the greek gods were now ne- when well it doesn't when they, but it they believed mean that, that there were Aeschylus these might gods. not have not necessarily no i don't think so i well i think you go back far enough it that the the origins are from religion and but then they kind of morphed into the storytelling of yeah. the of well the, yeah of sure but yeah like 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 all mythology like all religion and mythology eventually kind of 
seeps its way into into storytelling in like 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 whoever wrote battlefield earth doesn't believe in scientology they just think it's a great great sci-fi setup for a dope-ass movie well they were right. basing it on the works of l ron hubbard wrote a well i'm just if we're gonna joke about scientology let's get our let's get our facts right if we're gonna joke about scientology let's i oh sorry sorry, i'm sorry i didn't realize my bad i think for me so much of what works for me in a fantasy film versus not and this is sort of of eli how that worked really well yeah that worked really well for me uh blind denzel really worked shut up but but oh sorry jeez sorry you guys uh did i spoil book of eli you can't spoil that he also lands the plane too right or yeah he lands the plane turns it upside down it turns it upside down um but it's sort of in the realm of pacing but it's the way uh, the mythology is revealed so on some level i have to understand the mythology before it plays a major part yeah. in in moving the plot along versus you know there are movies like what like what drove me nuts about that first hobbit you know prequel was that these characters would be going along and then they'd get into some kind of terrible trouble and you're like how do they get out of this and then giant yeah, birds like, show up gonna, yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah and if that's your whole fantasy is the, if that's how your movie works i'm not into it so if you're setting that stuff up yeah. and introducing well, the world before you get to those major plot points and twists, then I'm going to be more engaged. Yeah, well, that kind of goes hand yeah. in hand with my next my next thing, which is, um, you know, a lot of, you know, popular fantasy in 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 literature is very densely built, you know, world building and background and setup and mythology, right? And translating that, you know, like a like a Lord of the Rings to film. You know, what do you think? And you talked a bit about The Hobbit and how it kind of failed in that regard in in giving you enough information for, you know, of the world itself to give a shit about what's going on in the action. But how do you think that worked in the in the first trilogy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and adapting that very, very dense? Right. uh, But that but that's another thing. I mean, it's like the source material, Peter Jackson in the original trilogy and i think he started with lord of the rings because he had these dense tomes of very detailed world building yeah aren't they more that he could create on movie. yeah uh, the hobbit yeah. is for yo- the book but also it's one book that, that they stretched into three, into three three hour yeah. movies you know as so, opposed to three giant books but i think that's part of the problem too is that I mean, you know, when you're talking about a book for kids, you can kind of get away with that just bird showing up and then they maybe a kid hadn't thought of that before. But when you're a grown up, that just seems kind of yeah, you're like, what's up with the birds? Why were where these birds from? Right. So, yeah. What what do we what do you guys see too much of in fantasy movies? Like what are the fantasy movie clichés other than to, CGI? That need, yeah, other than CGI that need wow. to, to to go that are just um, um, it's a stumper. Yeah. Uh, um, 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 like, like king father figures, like. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Like who are like e- like yeah, kind of uh, on that same 
sort of wavelength. I, I I'm sick of uh, uh, people being related. Like the the good guy learns sure. that he's related to the bad guy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. or or yeah. or or. You know, like Harry Potter learns that this guy killed his family. I think right. Goofy side- again. Spoiler. Thanks, Todd. Sorry. I think, I think Goofy sidekicks, <laughs> and I think. Um, but Marlon uh, Wayans was really good as the Goofy sidekick <laughs> in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Dark I mean, we don't want to take Dark away Forest. From- Dark Wars. <laughs> Dark Wars. Just once it would be nice to like have like a huge threat in a very well lit forest. Yeah, I just think you go to a dark forest and you're like, all right, here come the giant spiders yeah. or here come the shadow people. Or, or go to the dark forest and just have yeah. everything work out okay. Actually, that's a good point. The the giant spider thing. And I like giant, giant spiders. spiders. But oh, the monsters tend time. to be – it's what you're saying. They're taking old mythologies and they're recreating those mythologies as their own mythology in whatever yeah. you know series. But a lot of times it's like, well, why can't someone just invent like, or, a whole new monster? Yeah, or find why some new mythology to... with some other creature that's right. just as interesting as a giant spider, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, or a giant spider or a, or yeah, a cyclops or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. They're always – it seems like they reuse this – and dragons, they use the same creatures over yeah, and over again. Sure. Just yeah. create a whole creature from scratch. What? Like avatars. Yeah, or like – I mean, <laughs> but that's what Alien was. Like yeah. the alien was created by an artist and it hadn't mm-hmm. been seen before. And it's like, we don't even think of it because so many aliens look like that alien now. Yeah. But that was, but that a, was a total totally new monster. New, insanely yeah. scary thing. And it was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. So I would say new monsters. Right. They need to come up were, with new monsters. Yeah, the father figures and the and dark, sidekicks and, 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 and dark forest. And, and dark forest <laughs> and sidekicks. I had three. All right. What, what, uh, what have you never seen in a fantasy movie that you'd like to see? Anal. <laughs> See, I knew when I was writing this question that <laughs> well, you can't. You yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, a, little, a good double, a, like double a DP anal. <laughs> double anal. Yeah, any, just like a long blowjob would be fine. Anything on those lines. I can't imagine. I, you know, what I don't understand is why um, we have we're less popular uh, with women than with men on our IMDb ratings. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't see. Um, I, don't I don't know why. Because we're I, gross. <laughs> I don't see um, uh, creators and screenwriters, directors, blah blah blah, who tap into the the adolescent or early adolescent. Um, brain where this stuff I think takes has the most fertile ground to take root I I, I don't see them going back to those themes or or really getting in that mindset and I think that's important it seemed like there was some more more fantasy like that in the 80s yeah I mean I'm in my in my I'm in my 40s and I would still be a sucker for something that tapped into my 12 year old Mm -hmm. brain sure if it did it effectively all right in a non-pandering favorite way. Favorite fantasy movies. Well, round robin to, to wrap this up. Oh, favorite fantasy movies. Uh, I like Reign of Fire a lot. Yeah. I, I did like Excalibur a lot. Um, I like Star Wars, the first Star Wars uh, movie a lot. Um, and, you know, I do like the original Lord it's, of the Rings yeah. trilogy on a Sunday afternoon yeah. when I can look at my phone when it gets boring. But I really like... The visuals of those movies. Yeah, I thought no. The first the, trilogy, the, has the two Hobbit's amazing visuals has some stuff that I like. Like I like in the the second Hobbit movie that river River Town is that what it's called River River Town. Sure. 
it's you know the it's all yeah. in the I like it's, I, yeah, it's, it's a, a really rim. well realized set and yeah. it's really cool looking and if if you do that like if you completely create a world that visually is compelling yeah then then I can forgive some slowness. Uh-huh. I, like, I like indie and I like. Um... Oh yeah, Raiders. I always just yeah, think but of let's that as sword an and sorcery. Movie. Let's yeah. hit. Let's hit yeah, yeah. more more towards that. Oh, Conan. Yeah. Dude, we didn't even talk about Conan. Yeah, we didn't. Conan's pretty that could good. Be, that could be a whole show by itself. It's Conan. Uh, I like, uh, yeah, I like Excalibur. I just have yeah. a soft spot for it because <laughs> it was the first titties first I boobs. saw. Yeah. You, you always remember oh, yeah. the first boobs. I like... Uh, oh, I like Princess Bride a lot. Yeah, that's on my oh, list. Yeah, Princess I've got, I've got, I've got Highlander. Um, Highlander's so dumb. Yeah, and I no, I've got Beastmaster. Oh no! Because it's so it dumb. so dumb. Yeah. Uh, Conan the Barbarian and yeah. uh, and Princess Bride. Those are you know, and they're all mostly from the eighties. They're all from the eighties, actually. Sure, the um, best movies are all from the eighties. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, thanks well, guys. That was that was a uh, fantasy movies. Fantasy right. films. Uh-oh. It's time to get a little serious now, though. Because those drums, you know, those drums, man, means we're going to movie jail. All right. Movie yeah. jail. This is where we. Uh, put a film professional on trial for crimes against cinema, they uh, may be remanded to one of many, many wings in the Robert De Niro federal penitent, maximum security federal penitentiary. We've got a maximum security wing, of course. We have a minimum security wing. We have a yard where you chase by angry dogs. Uh, we have a boat. Like a pig org. A pig org boat. You yeah. can get sent out uh, to the boat there. You can be put on parole. You can be put on probation. Sure. You can uh, be put under federal investigation. You can. Um, uh, there's so many, many things. Uh, that, there's a that lot of ways to get yeah, into serious trouble. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta watch your step. Uh, Todd Robert Anderson, please approach the bench You're and on present it? your case. You're on it. Let, let me prepare my uh, briefs. This is highly irregular, but I'm going to allow it. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Okay. As I told you off mic before the show, uh, the notes that I had taken in my phone yes. were erased. So I'm going to do my best to remember what I wrote uh, by way of this person's IMDb page. The court appreciates you telling it that you are not prepared for this case. I am not prepared, but okay. All right. This man, this is a man. <clears throat> a man? It's a, ma- a man. He was born on June 14th, 1946 in hmm. New York City. Hmm. Uh, his given name was Donald Trump. Oh boy! He changed it to Trump, and then used his uh, sizable trust funds to put that name Trump on oh, as many right, buildings he's been as in, possible. He's been in some movies, so you're using this as kind of a backdoor. I see. This is I a see. this is a little bit like what they did. This is legal trickery. This this is like his um, uh, tax evasion. Yeah. This is like Al Capone. Uh, (laughs) He's just like Al Capone. He's just like Al Capone, except his crimes are against movies. All right. So in all the movies I'm about to mention, um, he uh, plays Donald Trump. So he plays himself. Right. No, I, I understand that. Right. I just, you seemed a little blank faced. So I just wanted to... So, uh, you know, we'll start most recently. We'll work backwards in time. Okay, good. If you'll allow it. Uh, No, the court will allow that. Uh, Normally, we like to work 
forward, but in this case, a special dispensation will be issued. Now, obviously, he's done a lot of work uh, on television, <laughs> and <laughs> he's been on a lot of talk shows and whatnot. But I'm just talking about films because this is Crimes Against Cinema. He appeared as himself in a movie in 2011, a horror comedy called Horror Ween. What? Horror Ween. Oh, I'm ready to render judgment. Uh, he also, uh, he appeared in 2004, he appeared in a romantic comedy about an aging supermodel named Marmalade. What? Yeah, no, this is real. Um, in two, I think it was 2002. Uh, this is where uh, my notes would have helped. Uh, but in 2002, he was in uh, a, a movie, romantic comedy with um, the guy from About a Boy, Hugh Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant, and uh, Two Weeks Notice. Two Weeks Notice. He was in Two Weeks Notice. In 2001, he was in Zoolander. Zoolander. Which is not a good movie. No. Um, yeah, I don't. That's like that's. I don't have fun. Like it seems like. I don't know. They made another one. I don't no, know. Zoolander tanked because it came out right after 9-11. Right. And then all these people told me, oh, you, you just didn't give it, it a chance because yeah, of 9-11. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, I'm this like, eh. this sucks. Yeah. It, no, it's not. It's not. Eh, it sucks. Really? I, have to, I can't remember thinking it sucked. I just remember th- it was like, eh. It's not funny. It's. It, I mean, it's like labored. Everybody's being crazy. Uh, and that's supposed to be enough. But. I don't know. It's just it. It were I get the fact that it has a cult following, right? Because it's so weird right. and somewhat off-putting. Yeah. It kind of that's the kind of movie that develops a cult following. But usually, cult followings are sort of laughing at the movie. Yeah. Versus its like misunderstood genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sustained. Yeah. Uh, he also appeared in Woody Allen's 1998 Celebrity. Oh, fuck that. He appeared in let's, another film. Let's put Woody Allen in jail, too, just for that bullshit. Yeah, he, <laughs> he appeared in another movie in 1998 with Nev Campbell, Ryan Phillippe, and Mike Myers called 54, about Club 54. Oh, God. All right, right. now, in 1996, he appeared in not one, but two Whoopi Goldberg movies. What? In The Associate and Eddie. Oh, my God. There was a Whoopi Goldberg movie called The Associate? Yeah, it came out not too long after Eddie in 1996. <laughs> well, I assumed it came out in proximity to Eddie because you said they came out the same thing. It was year. basically the same thing, except it wasn't sports. No, no, Donald Trump. He's using uh, some backdoor legal shenanigans. In 95, he appeared in a uh, milk toast family drama called Across the Sea of Time. 94. What? He no, 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 no. The court needs to hear that title again. Across the Sea of Time. That is an awful title. I'm putting it in jail. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, in 1994, he appeared in one of his few non-self uh, roles as Waldo's dad in the Little Rascals movie. Oh, God. He appeared in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, oh, right. in yeah. which Macaulay yeah. Culkin asked somebody who you don't see for directions, and when he turns around, oh, it's Donald Trump, isn't that great? No. And uh, probably most interestingly, yeah. uh, in 1989, he so appeared... Requiem for a dream. <laughs> close. <laughs> 
He appeared in a... He's the guy that says ass to ass. (laughs) He appeared in a John Derrick film called Ghost Can't Do It, starring Bo Derrick. Oh, my God. In which, throughout the entire... The movie's about Bo Derrick talking to her dead husband. Right. uh, Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn, who uh, shot all his films in like what looks like a small black box theater where he's talking to her. And she well, gets the, well. Ups- this is this was back when Actors Equity let you do that, right? She gets upset a lot. You know, she cries, and every time she cries, she strips naked. Right. That's the movie. As one does, and the court will allow. Donald do. Trump appears in two scenes. Both of them pivotal. Bo- both of them boardroom scenes. Both of them, he's playing himself, <laughs> and in between the two boardroom scenes with Bo Derek, in between those two scenes, he orders a hit. On Bo Derek's character, which I thought was such an interesting choice if you're playing yourself as, as a famous businessman to take out a hit on Bo Derek. <laughs> so that's my evidence. The prosecution rests. Guilty. Uh, uh, guilty, guilty, guilty. Um, can, we, can we send them to uh, death? Yeah, because I, I was thinking death. He could like, he's because Shamalama is the only a, one on do, death. Yeah, we have a death. We have the death row. <laughs> M. Night is on it. Yeah, he can hang out uh, with M. Night. M. Night Shamalamalam. Let's do it. So, uh, so what do you got? Yeah, I think death. Because it's either that or we just put him on the boat forever. Death. No, death. Yeah. Uh, the court uh, the, the court agrees. Soon this will be illegal when he's president. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Donald Trump is sentenced to movie death. Good. Oh, shit. What? what? Something's really scary. Well, yeah. What are you talking about? What is that? That's weird. That's scaring me. When? I don't know. I, I have don't you know. have you I, ever I, experienced I, anything I, like I, this before? No. Oh God! Oh, no. oh, you guys, you know what that is. Oh, that's Nick Cage. That means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bizarre Line Reading. Every time. He gets us every time. He's so good. This is the segment where we uh, present a line reading from a film. Please. That is in the... not doesn't have to be Nick Cage. It's just in, in, the, in, the, in the style... Um, worthy of his Worthy greatness. of yeah. his canon of amazingly bizarre line readings. Sure. And uh, this episode, Stephen Falk has got one for us. Would you like to set it up? Okay, well, it's not exactly on theme, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is a... A legend in oh. the fantasy genre with yeah. Conan. Sure. It's Conan. Conan. Um, this is one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> one of the worst performances. One of the worst movies of all time. And it just goes on and on. Um, it's a character called Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh no. That he played. And, um, oh, and it's a Joel Schumacher. It's one of his horrible... Horrible Batman's. Yeah. Um, was it his last one? Was yeah, that the last was one? Was the one the... with Clooney? Yeah. Oh, and Robin. Yeah, and and Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Yeah. So this is a collection of all the <laughs> horrible. There's a minute long <laughs> collection of all the horribly written and all equally horribly delivered ice puns <laughs> in the course of this ludicrous, ludicrous camp movie. Let's let's just listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Here we go. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. (laughs) Allow me to break the ice. 
You are not sending me to the cooler. Please, where? <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age! <laughs> We're only 20 <laughs> seconds in. Stay cool, bird boy. Let's <laughs> kick some ice. Mercy. I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. <laughs> All right, everyone. Chill. It's a cold oh. town. Cool party. <laughs> Can you be cold, Batman? Chill. To perfection. Revenge is a dish best of cold. Winter has come at last. Freeze. Freeze! Ice freeze! Ice <laughs> winter five and frozen! Ice freeze! Winter ice! Ice freeze! Winter winter! Freeze! Cold! Frosty! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh that was God. unbearable. Yeah. yeah, midway through it just got kind of depressing. <laughs> so let's kick some ice. 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 Yeah. Oh, that hurts so bad, you guys. Man. I feel like a lot of those puns were lifted from the Vanilla Ice movie. The past cool is terrible. <laughs> it's it's the worst. But you know what? Uh-oh. You know what that music means. I know what it means. Oh, you guys, it's time to play a game. No, no. And you know what we're going to play? Something that makes Todd angry. Oh, maybe both of you. It's time to play Quizprov, the game, the game of sweeping oh, the nation, this. where players have a random chance between a regular trivia question or some dumb improv bit. Now, since the subject, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> since the subject of uh, today's nope. show is, is fantasy movies, we will it. be using the nerd favorite twenty-sided die nope. to determine our players' mm, fate. Not into Here's it. how don't to play. Want to be in it. The Game Master, like me, nope. controls a deck of 18 Quizprov cards. Oh, God damn it. You e made cards. Each card. You made cards. Each card has a trivia question this. and a dumb improv bit you. printed on it. The game is played in 18 turns, with each player having nine chances to no. score. There's no stealing of each other's no. points. Uh, okay, we just go back and forth. I hate this. Additionally, each player uh -huh. will have three wild cards no. of their own that they can play during their turn right. or during their opponent's turn. Okay. Only one wild card may be played per player per God turn. Damn it. And these are the wild cards. Oh my God. Uh, well, I'll explain these later. Um, to start the game, we will uh, players will roll twenty sided die. The high roll plays first. So uh, Todd, roll the die, please. Okay. Todd Todd's first. Nineteen. Well, Todd Todd's first. It's fixed. Sixteen. Yeah, I fixed I fixed the die. It's fixed no the, Todd always goes first. I told you. I have a magnet under the table. <laughs> Which is weird because this die is made out of platinum. <laughs> it's plastic <laughs> magnet. magnet. In the event of a tied score at the end of the game, we will roll the twenty sided die and high roll will win. Wow, now here's here's how the game works. Stupid. Game turn. <laughs> I draw a card from the deck. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Then the current player, which will be t starting with Todd, will roll the twenty-sided die. A roll of one to ten means the player answers a two-part trivia question on the card. Each part being worth one point for a total of <laughs> two possible points. Sure. A roll of eleven to twenty means the player must perform the dumb improv bit on the card. And then I will judge the improv bit and arbitrarily award zero to two points. Oh my god. This is intricate. Before answering the trivia question or improving, you may play one of your three wild cards. Okay. And this can affect this can affect your uh 
uh, your roll. So you have three different wild cards. The first one is a fiver. You can add or subtract five points from your or your opponent's die roll. Oh, so you can play that on... Yeah. I can play that on you Falk's turn? fuck him up. And it, this card... I'll play it if I get a 17, though. This card... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm going to add five anytime <laughs> no. necessary. Wait, it's it's add Don't, five? Yeah, it's add or subtract. So oh, basically, subtract. If, yeah, yeah, if you're close enough, I can so, take it. And it may be, yeah, it may be countered by the opponent's fiver, so you could cancel each other out, okay? so But you only get to play these cards once. You right? only get to play these special cards once. So I get you, there's your fivers. Then the next card is reverse. You can reverse the result of your or your opponent's die roll. A rolled trivia question becomes an improv, or the improv becomes the rolled uh, trivia question. Um, this may be countered by your opponent's reverse card only. Okay. okay so the five won't help with that. Okay. The last one is Talon's Blade. You can play this... <laughs> It's from the sword. It's from the sword and the sorcerer. Um, uh, you may play this card on yourself to multiply any points earned during your turn by three. Play it on your on your opponent when they play their talents card to steal one third of their earned points. Okay. So this is a thinker. So if I play it, I get a two. I play it. You would, and I get six. You would get six. He but if he played, it. he played it. Um, but he has to play it before you start answering the questions or doing the improv. He has to he has to guess whether he thinks you're going to do well or not to steal your points. Oh, so this is not a, um, a play. One one plays and the other plays the card. No, it goes like the, reverse and five. Yeah, no, no. The game the game turn goes. Uh, you roll the die to see what your roll is. Then you then the player plays chooses to play or not play a wild card. Then the opponent can choose to counter with a wild card or not, uh, and then you determine before the answer or the improv, and then that determines what the final uh, verdict is for improving or. Right, but Talon's played. It's not Talon's played. I don't play it, and then he plays it to counter me. It's it's no. He plays it. He plays it because he thinks you're going to do really well, and, and he I wants want to steal third. some of your points. But right. then I can just not do well. But you. But then you don't get any of the points. You still get double your points. Yeah, it depends on... I get double my points? Yeah. You get... The talents card gives you three times your points. If, if you play he plays it, it for to yourself. counter that, he takes a third. So you still get two times whatever uh, it is. He just gets one. Uh, okay? It's a thinker. Gotta, yeah, you got to think it. There's a lot of strategy it. involved. So you got to think it. Let's start with your roll. Okay, you have a trivia question. So theoretically, question. he just rolled a, I could play a fiver right now. No, after him, because he gets to decide whether he wants to use one of his wild cards. Do you want to use a wild card? No. Do you want to use a wild card? No. Okay, so Todd, you will be answering two trivia questions. Okay. And uh, from the card. <clears throat> question one. Mm-hmm. Name an actor in the 2006 film Aragon. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna be so bad at this. Uh, Aragon. Um, there, most of the movies are from this century. I didn't go way deep. Jeff Bridges. Incorrect. I was looking for Jeremy Irons, Garrett Hedlund, uh, Robert Carlyle, John Malkovich, Jaiman Hansu. I don't remember any. The voice of Rachel Weisz. I remember that movie, but I... Second question. So no points for there. Second question. Did this movie feature a CGI dragon? Yes. It did. One point for Todd. Yeah. I am the last one. <laughs> That's Dragonheart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stephen Falk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Roll your die. 
Okay, yes. eight. You have a, a trivia question. Would you like to play a wild card? No. Todd, would you like to play a wild card? I don't think so. All right. So you will be triviaing. Two trivia mm. questions. Stephen Falk, name any of the three lead actors from 1985's Ladyhawk. Oh, God damn Matthew it. Broderick. Matthew Broderick is correct for one point. Second question. Michelle Pfeiffer turns into a hawk, but what does Rutger Howard turn into? Wolf. Correct. Two Good. points for Falk. Good. Good work. <laughs> Tom, roll I die. purely guessed. <laughs> oh, you seem confident. 18, you have an improv. Would you uh, like to play a wild card? Uh, I, I can reverse it you, to not yeah. an improv? Re- reverse it is pretty much the only... Unless you think your improv is going to be awesome. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just do the improv. You're going to do the improv? Okay. Yeah, Falk, do you wanna... How many no. questions are there? There nine. are nine each. You get nine, nine each. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, All right. It seems yeah. early to yeah, play yeah, a wild we've card. Done, we've done two. This is the I'm third. Good. This is the third one of eighteen. Okay. All right. So you're gonna do the improv? Sure. Okay. This is um, in reference um, to the trivia questions, which were about uh, Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Hmm. Um, you, Todd, are a mm. producer on a Johnny Depp movie, taking a phone call. Depp is playing a conservative U.S. senator, but is insisting on ludicrous wardrobe changes. Find out what's going on by talking to the costume designer on the other end of the line. Go. Yeah, so, okay. June, 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 calm down. Calm down, June. I said calm down. So, so he wants, what, what kind of suit, he wants, he wants to wear a zoot suit? A zoot suit. He, I mean, he does understand that he is a, a, a contemporary U.S. senator, right? And and no uh, U.S. senators in history, I think, uh, wore zoot suits as far as June. J- June, uh, okay, 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 just okay. At least he's sober now, right? So we have that going for us. So, Okay, June, is is there a way that you can construct a more contemporary suit that has hints of a zoot suit? So maybe he'll be satisfied on some level and then and maybe actually make up an actual zoot suit so he can wear it. And maybe we'll shoot, you know, a couple takes in the zoot suit that we won't ever use. And then we'll put him in the other suit, you know, just maybe he'll give us options. Okay. Okay, June. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks, June. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. I like the concern about June. Um, I don't think Johnny Depp's costume choices were wild enough. One point. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Falk? I mean, a zoot suit senator. (laughs) I I don't know. I was going with his suit. Oh, my turn? Yeah. Roll your die. 17, improv. I'll do an improv. You're going to do an improv, so you don't want to use a card. No. Todd, do you want to use one of your cards? Uh, um, yes. I'm going to be so good at it. I'm going to steal my points. I'm going to use... Well, he can't use the talent on you unless you're using your talent. Oh, oh that's the that's only thing. That's what I asked. Oh, I didn't understand that. That's what I asked. All right, then no, I'm not using Jesus my wild Christ. cards. Your improv. Uh, Stephen Falk. God is, damn it! Is in reference. Is in reference. Uh, I spent like ten minutes trying to explain. Is it like these two that if one person plays it, the other can play it against it? You said no. Oh, I misunderstood you. Yeah, I know. The answer is yes. 
Um, this is in <laughs> reference to Viggo Mortensen in uh, the Lord of the Rings movies was the trivia questions. Um, give me Viggo's penis's inner monologue during the Eastern Promises fight scene. <laughs> Go. Uh, this is a nice fit. I'm feeling... Oh, gee, oh, oh, no. What the hell is going on? Oh, God damn it. Oh, no. I'm flying up in the belly. Oh, they punch on me. Why are they punching on me? I do not like this. There's so many men. Oh, 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 oh. That's going to leave a mark. We killed one of them. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, big guy. Let's go. Let's kill the old cock. Oh, oh, I slammed against a sink. Oh, that did not feel good. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, let's go. Oh, oh. no, don't get hard now. Don't get hard. Don't get, don't, do not, don't, don't get hard. Don't. <laughs> We must defeat him. We must defeat him. Let's go. Punch, punch, kick, 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 kick. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Vigo, we are going to get so late. <laughs> Outstanding accent work. And uh, I, I love how the penis was just minding its own business and then got drawn into it. Two points. Thank you. Huh. Oh, do you disagree? No, that's great. It doesn't matter. If, it doesn't matter if he disagrees. It's great. Roll your die. Mine was a roll your die. My improv was just a little bit too subtle. I get it. So we're going pretty broad on this thing. <laughs> Five trivia questions. Okay. Go more than penis. <laughs> do, you, do you want to play one of your uh, wild cards? Uh, no. Stephen Falk, would you no, like to play? Okay. All right. Trivia questions it is. Todd Robert Anderson, question mm-hmm. one. Before he fought wolves and Eastern European kidnappers, Liam Neeson was in the 1983 Lord of the Rings ripoff title of the movie. Crawl. Crawl is correct for one point. Second question. Name the movie's five-pointed throwing weapon. Oh, for fuck. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, uh the... The uh, crawler, the crawler, the crow was the crawler. It's not. It's not the crawler. It was the bear cr- It was the glaive. The, the glazed. Oh, the sorry. glazed donut. Not the glazed. The glaive. Stephen Fall, roll your die, please. Eight. In, uh, trivia question. Would you like to play a wild card? No. Todd, would you like to play a wild card? Uh, yeah, I want to uh, fiver him up to improv. Oh, Can I shit. do that? Yes. All right. You're you're playing your fiver. Things are getting crazy. We're going to improv now. Good. This is in uh, uh, reference to the trivia questions, uh, which were about the 1981 fantasy movie uh, Dragon Slayer, starring Peter McNichol. Yeah. Um, So here's your improv. Pitch me a Ghostbusters 2 spinoff featuring Peter McNichol's character, Dr. Janos Poha, after he loses his job restoring haunted art in the museum. All right. So... All right, here's what I'm going to say. In this, in this, in this lawsuit, um, I against, against Reitman at all, uh, I retained a, a, a very small award, and that was this character. This, this is a great character. And I'm telling you, now that I've been through this process, this is, this is the key. It's not Venkman. It's not any of the others. This is the guy. So here's what I'm telling you. It's not Venkman. <laughs> Our character <laughs> is without a job, without employment. But what he did get is a painting. It's a very important painting. And it, yeah, yeah, yes, you have uh, you have a lot of humor with these other characters, and you have racialism, and you have the car. But kids love kids love 
art. Kids love paintings. And so what I'm, what I'm saying is that my, my scientist character, he starts working in a lab. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Dolly Parton's his partner. I don't know. You know like, let's go crazy. Like, maybe, maybe Burt Reynolds is there. You know, I'm just saying. It's, so it's the best little whorehouse in Texas? I'm, look, I'm just, I'm spitballing here. All I'm saying is I have the asset. Now, I'm not allowed to use the Ray Parker Jr. song, but that Schwarz says, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not great. But I do have uh, a, a line to Kenny Loggins' cousin. Now, I get Kenny Loggins to do a new song, and it's like a... Um, I'm not afraid of science. <laughs> and I, I think we have a gold mine. <laughs> we have a deal or what? I'm not afraid right, of science. Point one is for the, it's not Vankman. <laughs> um, and point two is for the insistence that this character is a valuable property. <laughs> <laughs> That's two points. Uh, it's not Fankman. He's just holding on, guys. All right, Todd, roll your die. All right. Nine. Trivia questions. Would you like to play a wild card? No. Would you like to play a wild card, Stephen Falk? Nope. Trivia questions it is for Todd Robert Anderson. Question one, Todd. Sure. Who directed 1982's Conan the Barbarian? John Milius. John Milius is correct for one point. Question two. Who can't believe he got top belling over James Earl Jones? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Also correct uh, for two points. If you, if you listen to the commentary, that's one of the first things he says. Can't believe he got top belling over James Earl Jones. Because Why? he's also drunk. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Fong, yeah. you die. Mm. Ooh, trivia question six. Would you like to play a wild card? No, thank you. Todd, wild card? Uh, no. All right. Trivia questions for Stephen Falk. First question. Name the cast member from A View to a Kill that is also in Conan the Destroyer. Grace Jones. Grace Jones is correct for one point. Second Ooh. question. Name the cast member in Conan the Destroyer who is a former NBA player. Mm. Uh, oh, God damn it. Is it... I'm just guessing here. Ah, shit. Is it Dick Butkus? It is not Dick Butkus. <laughs> Who is it? It is Wilt Chamberlain. Former NBA. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I yeah, thought you said Dick NFL. Dick Butkus is... Yeah, I thought, you said, I thought you said NBA. No, no I did no, not. No, I said, no. I said anyway. NBA. No, I got one. Okay. All right. Tom? What? Ten. What is that? That's trivia. Oh, okay. Would you like to play a wild card? Nah. Wild card, Stephen Falk? What number are we on? Five? Is it like ten? Ten of eighteen? It's going to be five. Two, yeah, we three, got five. four, five, six, seven, eight. We're almost, this is, this will be nine number f- halfway point. No, I'm okay. He's okay. Trivia it is. Trivia. Todd. Yeah. Name the star of 1982's The Beastmaster. Mark Singer. Mark Singer is correct for one point. Second question. Name the female lead. Also starred in Sheena. Sheena. Oh, shit. Um, God damn it. Gonna need a name. Yeah, I know. Really need a name. Oh. Need that name. Oh, I know. Gotta have the name. I got it. Tanya Hunt. Incorrect. (laughs) Is it Natasha Kinski? It is not. It is Tanya Roberts. Tanya. I knew it was a Tanya. 
God damn it. Stephen Falk, you can mm. roll that die for me, please. Oh, Ooh, nine. It is a trivia question. Wild card, sir? No, I'll do it. Todd, you want to play wild card? Uh, no. Trivia questions. It is. Stephen Falk, question one. Who voiced the dragon in the 1996 movie Dragonheart? Sean Connery. Sean Connery is correct for one point. Second question. What was the name of the dragon? Elijah. Draco. Draco the dragon. dragon. I mean, come on. Obvious. Very common dragon. (laughs) It's like Smith of dragons. Todd, if you can roll that die for me. Draco Malfoy. (laughs) 20. That is an improv, sir. Do you like, would you like to use a wild card? Uh, you got that reverse uh, yeah. or the talent if you're feeling lucky. I'll uh, reverse that. Double right. reverse. And you're going to reverse Fuck it back you. to back to improv. To your improv. Here we go. Tell me. This is, uh, oh my God. Wow. This was a good call on your part, Falk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is in reference to the trivia questions, which are about uh, the Hobbit movies. Uh-huh. He would have got them. Um, the improv is, Todd, mm-hmm. solve a crime like <laughs> Sherlock but you're in a tavern with a wizard, a knight, and Gollum. Gollum did it. Uh, what? It's really? Uh, okay, so I'm solving a crime like Sherlock, and who's in the tavern? A wizard, a knight, and Gollum. Precious. Okay. Gollum did it. A wizard, a knight, and Gollum. Okay. Um, I'm exhausted. All right. I'm... Uh, I'm... Uh, you don't have to be Sherlock. I'm not doing a British yeah. accent, uh, but I understand. Make it your own. Yeah. Okay. So this tavern is, uh, you know, I've never been here before, but it's, it feels like I've been here before. It feels like I've been to this tavern before because it, it's got that classic tavern atmosphere and it's got the classic clientele like right over there in the corner we've got a that looks like a knight you're a knight right you've I'm, been knighted I'm, sir yeah i'm a knight i'm drinking leave me alone yeah okay i will leave you alone but that's why i love this tavern because it feels so familiar it's like the tavern that i grew up going to like over there is uh that's are you gandalf the wizard you're Gandalf the Great, aren't you? I, I, maybe. I'm, I'm just enjoying my beer. Yeah, well, uh, there you are. That's Gandalf the Great. And uh, who's hiding under that table <sighs> over there? No just like the taverns I grew up in, that would be... I, I think you're uh, Gollum. I'm just sweeping. I'm a bug. I think you're Gollum. <laughs> So here's the crazy thing. Uh, just like in the taverns I grew up in, often there were murders. There were uh, murders that I had to solve, and I got very good at it as a child um, because my dad used to take me to the taverns because, you know, they serve food, and it's okay for kids to be there. So uh, I solved a lot of murders, and this totally reminds me of that whole situation. Not that there's a, a murder to solve here. Oh, but, oh wait. Oh, I think there is. There's a, one of these giant birds <laughs> that normally saves people. Is lying dead on the tavern floor. Who could have done this? Who could have done it? It could have been, when you think about it, it could have been that Gandalf the Great. Because he's always doing spells to make these birds show up to save people. And I'm, he could have made... just drinking and playing the, the, playing the, the, the solitaire Yes, game. but Gandalf, how great are you? Have you never made a clerical error with one of your spells? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Have you ever made a mistake that could have led to the death of this beautiful bird? I don't, I can't speak to that. But wait a sec. Knights. I know knights, if they kill giant beasts and present them to their queen, they can get bigger promotions. That's true. We get lots of pussy, too. Yeah, exactly. So it could have been him. No, uh, no, I've been fighting. But wait. But wait a second. I'm just noticing something. On the talon of this bird is a beautiful, beautiful golden ring. Can I get you another beauty? I think the motive is clear. And in order to solve a murder, the first thing you've got to establish is a motive. This... Sure looks like a precious, precious ring, oh, huh, Gollum? Yes, I don't know what it is. Why uh, are you hiding deeper under me, that me, table? Come, come, play the jukebox. Let me just investigate. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the motive is clear. It is the ring, and that is Gollum, who's obsessed with I the ring. I'm a savage, I'm a savage, And I never thought for a second that Gedolf the Great ever made a no, clerical I'm error. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very smart. I was on the fence about the night. Fuck no. <laughs> All right, that was fantastic. Um, that was such an overly complicated uh, dickish improv to give to you. So I'm going to give you three points instead of two. Oh, excellent. But I, also, um, but I'm going to give a point to Stephen Falk for his support. <laughs> so there's three. That's one. fair. So that, that'll tie it up. Vocal support. Oh, tied? <laughs> yeah, tied at nine. Oh, now. boy. All right. 17, improv for Falk. Would you like to use one of your wild cards? No. no, that won't do you any good. That won't do me. Um, All right, so impro- Todd, do you want to? You can't use. I can't use it unless he uses talent. So improv. Oh okay. wait, I'm gonna do that. Oh, you think it's gonna be sweet? I think I'm gonna do good. All right, here we go. Oh, and you're gonna steal. It's so we have, we have we uh, have Stephen Falk is doing, is doing his improv. <laughs> Stephen Falk's doing his improv, and he's thrown down his We're talons tied, blade. So, uh, his talons blade card uh, to give him three times the score. Todd has also thrown in his talons blade card to steal one third of any uh, points that My Stephen Falk uh, uh, may earn. Here's your improv. Um, this was based off of the trivia questions, which involved Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm. Pitch me the Huntsman versus Predator. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is your for your talents, Blade. Listen, my last ideas was not that good. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give it to you. Like the the, the core business is the Ghostbusters themselves. Oh, I'll admit I was wrong. <laughs> no, I've been in the I've been in the medical industry for the last seventeen <laughs> to twenty one years. That is dried up as, as, as there's not as much need for fake plastic arms now that there's robotics and what not voodoo. But I've recently come across a, come across an asset. And I would like to play that. I, I am, I'm through, 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 a, through a, a business opportunity. I have come to be the sole, the sole owner of the Predator series. Now I know. Oh. Oh. Wasn't that a wasn't that a Caracol project? Yes, Caracol. They they had some problems with the with the holding onto the Terminator assets and 
And they were very, very, they were very taken with lawsuits trying to hold on to that asset. They didn't realize the predator asset was, uh, had expired. That's when I jumped in and I took it. You might say I was a predator for it. Now, at the same, at the same time, so at the same time, the government of the Ukraine, the government of the Ukraine owned another property called the Huntsman. I mean, it's called it's called the Novoskyetsk in, in in Ukrainian, but that's it translates to the Huntsman. And I became uh, I through a credit default swap, I became uh, owner of that property too. Now. I, I couldn't make separate franchises. These are very, very, very important franchises. If you look at EW's list of the 20,000 most important franchises, they're right in there. They're right in the ballpark. They're right. They didn't quite make it, but they're right in the ballpark. <laughs> now, what I, what I got to thinking, I could, I could do these assets separately or I could combine them, which would just be double. That would be double the intellectual property, double the mental real estate, double the plush toys. <laughs> it's double everything. So here's what I'm thinking. It's outside the box. I'm not a writer. I will get a writer. I'm thinking the Little Miss Sunshine guy. <laughs> or, or, or the Dukes of Hazard remake guy. That was a delightful franchise. Huntsman versus Predator. Now, I, 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 I don't know the details. Like, maybe maybe one is... Maybe one's frozen. I don't know. That's <laughs> for the writer to figure out. <laughs> but I can present to you claims-free, title clear as Crystal Pepsi, Huntsman versus Predator. I give you 24 hours. <laughs> this was fantastic. I love the callback to the character. I love the reference to being in the medical industry. Carl, call, call. He pitched everything. the title you gave him and yeah. then said maybe one of them yeah. is frozen. That's yeah. the that's the distilled full, pitch. Full, full two points <laughs> times three, six points yes. with the steel. So four points to Falk, two points to Todd. Mm. One <laughs> Two, three, four, one, uh, two. I'm four up. All right. I'm two up. Four so, up. So, yeah, up. it is now uh, 13 to 11. Good God. Todd, if you would I've, roll your die. Please. Oh, because you took took. I took two. Yeah. yeah. And we're wow. last oh, six. Oh, boy. And I'm the only one with a card left. Mm. Nine. Nine. Trivia. So no, you, gonna, you don't have a card. I'm going to let him what, keep What's your card left? Five, you got the, oh, got oh five you got the five. That's a good one to have. I'm, keep, I'm it's keeping a good one to have. him on trivia. Okay, so we're doing trivia, Todd. Mm -hmm. Two questions. First question. Name the insane director of the 2007 movie In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. Uh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll is correct. Second question. Was Jason Statham in this movie? It, uh, the first one? In Wait, the one I just named. What was In it? the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. Yes. He was. A dungeon, dungeon I just wanted to make sure we weren't talking about the sequel. I, yeah, I know, which, yeah. Which is Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> really? You don't get extra points for that. Wow. Paul, Good job. Roll, roll your die there. What number is this, by Ten. the way? Ten. This is, we're in the last five. What? The last five. Okay. Of these. All right. No, so I'm, 10 I'm is good. trivia. I'll, I'll stay. And he you don't have any cards. I don't have any cards anymore. He's is. impotent. First, He's of, first of two questions. There's name no reason to put it that way. Name either of the directors of 1982's The Dark Crystal. Frank Oz. 
Correct. Question two. The elf-like main characters are called what kind of creatures? Sleaze sacks. Incorrect. That's Land of the Lost. It's Gelfland. <laughs> Sleaze stacks. I am up by one. Awesome. I'm up by one. Sleaze stacks. No, you're up, yeah, you're up by one. Jesus Christ. Todd. This All is right. Tense, you guys. This is tense. You got you got your one card left. Oh yeah. Fifteen. Uh, it's an improv. improv. Oh boy. And do you want to uh, help him out or uh, not? What do you think? Uh, oh God. Uh, how many more? There's this is there's this one he's doing and then so I've three got more. okay no let, let's let it ride let it improv ride. so you're so I've got one more after this I do yes this is in uh, reference to uh, Clash of the Titans okay okay and the improv is Clash of the Titans pitch me Clash of the Titans Harryhausen sequel. or yeah Harry Harryhausen uh, not uh, the remake Harry Hamlin actually for the improv it wouldn't matter okay um, uh, just to give you background P- uh, improv is pitch me Clash of the Titans sequel Mumblecore of the Titans Mumblecore of the Titans uh, this uh, is a film uh, that stars uh, 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 Sam Worthington and uh, Jason Siegel as uh, adventurers. In uh, the time of the Titans, um, the they go on a uh, what 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 happens is they're hanging out in their um, you know their their town their 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 roommates uh, their young roommates. Uh, Jason uh, is working uh, as a uh, like a clown in the village, and uh, Sam is a um, uh, he. Horses, uh, uh, shoes, horses. So, um, and but the thing is, is Siegel's clown business is not uh, going uh, very well, and he can't uh, seem to come up with uh, his portion of the rent most of the time. Um, and he realizes uh, that he he's clowning, and he gets uh, um, uh, a, a guy comes by and says, you're a terrible clown, but here's the deal. If you take this uh, MacGuffin object from here to the other side of this fantasy world, then uh, I'll, I'll give you uh, all the money you need for rent for a year. And then he says, cool. And he tells Sam about it. And Sam's like, I don't think you're up for this. You're a clown. I mean, I, I you know, you're not really an adventurer. And uh, Jason's like, well, you can't stop me. So he goes off uh, and leaves the town and Sam secretly follows him. And uh, Jason Siegel goes through this adventure fighting giant scorpions and uh, like three-eyed giant monsters and uh, dragons and whatnot. And he thinks the whole time that what's happening is he's – thwarting these uh, monsters and and defeating them but really secretly Sam Worthington is behind him and he's actually taking care of it secretly so Jason can feel like he's accomplished something and at the end they're just roommates again having a good time and they get high and order a fantasy pizza it's Clash of the Titans uh, colon the thwarting. I like I like Jason, Jason Segal as a clown, and that the movie ends with them eating pizza. Two points. The thwarting. The thwarting. Right. You've been thwarted. Three trivia. Let's keep and, it. Uh, yeah, and you got a card. Won't do any good there. Um, trivia questions number one: Name the director of 1984's The Neverending Story. 
I honestly feel like I know this. Never ending story. A never ending story. Never ending story. I am a big rock. I don't know. It's a Wolfgang Peterson. Oh, yeah. wow. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, second oh, question. The, in the original <clears throat> script of Never Ending Story, it took place in a submarine. That's how he yeah. got the job, but then they changed it. It's uh, second question is what the hell was that dog thing that the kid flew around on? What was it called? Just what was it? Uh, uh, he was a dog dragon. That's good. Any answer is acceptable because I don't know what the fuck that thing was. One point. <laughs> Wait, he had a name though, didn't he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like Balthazar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Balfar. But Balf- what the fuck? Roll your die. He was, was like a. He was like a, a. Wait, what's the score right now? It is. Um, it's tied, fifteen, fifteen. Whoa, shit, dude. So you got a really you got niner. Trivia. It's a six. Um, you oh. Trivia. Okay. Two trivia questions. Do you want to let him? No, he still got a card. Okay. Is this the last one? Yeah, this is this is his last one. Oh, do you want him to improv fuck. or do you want him to trivia? But you could you use that for and trivia. And that could trip it. You could trip him into improv. No, I'm gonna keep him. So you can go trivia. What? You're, you're gonna go trivia. I'm gonna keep and, him where he is. Yeah, right, and you're gonna so save that hard trivia. for yourself yeah. if you want it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go, Todd. These are your last. Uh, uh, this is your last round. Two questions. First trivia question: Name the director of the 2000 movie *Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon*. Uh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee God is correct. Second question: What was the name of Chai Yun Fat's character's sword in the movie? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Don't know. Don't the, guess. The Crouching Tiger. It was not. It was no. It was called the Green Destiny. Oh, Green Destiny. Fucking swords. know so that. No points there. So you've got sixteen points to Falk's fifteen. This is the last one. This is the last one. Roll oh, your die. Balls. Roll oh, your die. Balls. One ah, trivia, and you're you're stuck with fuck. trivia. All right. So you can tie it up. <laughs> tie you can tie it so up I for one. I can get at least one with yeah. trivia. Yeah. I mean with with yeah. improv. Okay. So question one. Yeah. Trivia question. Yeah. Name the 2010 fantasy movie where Nick Cage and Alfred Molina play battling sorcerers. I know you know this one. Yeah. Tie. Of course one. he does. Yeah. Is it the Witch Hunters? It's not the Witch Hunters. I actually kind of like this movie. It's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. I don't remember. Second question to tie it up. Yeah. To tie it up. <laughs> name the actor in this movie who plays The Apprentice. Oh, I know that too. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm totally gonna fucking guess. Justin Long. Mm, Incorrect. Jay Baruchel. So is the other Justin yeah, Long. Exactly. God exactly. fucking so, damn. The it. Justin Long who did not create Goon, the right. greatest hockey movie. So I'm movie afraid ever. Todd wins this one 16 to nice. 15. Well done. I, I, I have no complaints. That. that was a fun game. Yeah, yeah it was that a good was, game. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty wild. And the wild tiebreaker stuff. was just uh, die. rolling the Would die. Have been a die Great All right, so that uh, those sad kids means it's time for the bottom five. Yeah. And my bottom five this time are the five worst fantasy movies I've ever seen. Um, and it, it, the list is pretty easy. It's uh, you 
can't have a list like this without first mentioning Highlander 2, The Quickening. I've got yeah, Dungeons it's... and Dragons from 2000. Oh, dude, that movie's so bad. In the Name of the King, a dungeon siege tale. It's bad. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, just for the whitewashing alone of the characters. Yeah. It's, also, it's also, but it's also an pretty inert, bad movie. dull movie. Um, and, uh, and then finally, uh, The Hobbit Trilogy. Because they spent the first 30 minutes of the first movie showing us a bunch of dwarves fucking around in Bilbo's house. Yeah. Fuck that Having shit. Having a dinner party. Yeah. Fuck that. I feel we like it was more than a half hour, but maybe, time. is that all it was, a half hour? Felt like an I hour. I don't know, maybe, but that sound means it's time for a moment of positivity. Let's just let's just walk it off, you guys. Yeah. Because the <laughs> thing is... The thing is, the fantasy genre is the natural home of epic stories. From epic adventure, like The Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, to epic romance, Lady Hawk, to epic comedy, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, to mm. epic adventure, comedy romance, The Princess Bride, fantasy can do it all, and it can do it all on a grand scale. Good That's point. it, everybody. That is the show. Thank you so much for it. listening. I've been your host, Steve Skelton. I'm here with fellow film picks, Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, uh, be on the lookout for my new one-man show about the abnormal mole I just had removed from my back. Thank you. And Stephen Falk. Suck it, suck it, and suck it. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you to Adam Blau for the fantastic music that graces our show. And I don't know, what else is happening? Um... Nothing. Awesome. So maybe just a slow fade out? Yeah, like Kasich won Ohio tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And Trump won a bunch and Clinton won a bunch. Sanders got fucking assed out. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kasich made it a tiny bit more interesting, but not really. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it's Trump and Clinton. Trump, Trump v. Clinton. Good God. What a nightmare. These are dark times. Yeah. Uh, Clinton will be our president. It's almost sure, like we she need some kind of fantasy hero to come and save us. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're all infighting. 